So the first one that we're going to talk about is the story of when David was being pursued by Saul. Okay, we're going to talk about a story. So that story I'm going to cover right now. So it goes like this in 1 Samuel 24, verses 1 through 7. It goes like this. After Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he, told, he was told, David is in the desert of En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep's pen along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The men said, this is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands and you to, for you to deal with him as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscious stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed. I'll lay hand on him for he is the anointed of the Lord. With these words, David sharply rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Now, let's picture this. So, all this time, Saul has been pursuing David. And the reason why he's pursuing David is because David has become this hero in Israel because David has conquered every enemy he has faced. He's just running rampant. I mean, he goes in, he's winning, and people just cheer. He comes back, and people are cheering, and, oh, David, David, oh, it's David. And now Saul, you know, he was enjoying it at first. Yeah, that's my boy David, that's my boy David, that's my David. But then after a while, after David started getting somebody, he's like, I'm tired of this David. <laughs> I'm, I'm, if, they, if I hear somebody else call David's name, it's going to be me and them. You know, so it, it kind of changed from being excited to being jealous. And then the jealous getting to the point where not just jealous. Now, I, I, need, to, I need to do something to, to ratify this. What am I, I'm going to kill him. So he's chasing David all over. Uh, just everywhere. Where is he now? Okay, we're going over there. Where is he now? We, everywhere he's going around chasing David. And now David is steady running and not running because he's afraid, but running because he doesn't, it's easy for him to, to, to overtake Saul if he wanted to. But that wasn't his purpose. So in this scene here, we, they say that Saul goes into the cave to relieve himself. Now we have to understand, if you were questioning what he means by relieve himself, think of this. There's no Dickies, there's no Buckies, there's no 7-Eleven, there's no racetrack, there's nothing like that, a rest stops where he can stop and go into a public place. So he's in this cave to relieve himself. So just picture that however you want to picture that. So he's in the cave and his men, now his soldiers, think they're soldiers. Soldiers are like they're basic. You know, if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So he's like, he's there, he's your enemy, we need to kill him. And look what God, God has brought him right there. This is an opportunity. You don't get this. He's in his cave by himself. All his men are down there. We can kill him, we can sneak out, and we are done. I can go home to my family, we are good. And David sneaks up, you know, probably, maybe he's like, yeah, you're not going to do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. So he goes off and just cuts a little piece of his thing. Then he goes, then he feels bad about even cutting pieces of his robe off. He's like, you know what, guys? I wasn't supposed to do that. Look what you made me do. 
This is, not, this is the God's anointing. It doesn't matter what God has anointed him to be king. And until God removes him, that's not for me to do. So you would think this is an opportunity. He can, he can, end, he can end this pursuit. He can end, and where, remember, he's already been anointed king to take Saul's place. So if I kill him now, I could be king today. I'm done. But that's, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't his place to do. See, because you can see that. We can look at that and see that as being a missed opportunity of, of, of him being able to put himself in that position. I, I love that. One thing, God doesn't contradict himself. And he doesn't make mistakes. And if he has something for you, sometimes our, our rush to receive it feels like, okay, well, perfect example. Think of Abraham and Sarah. God told them, your seed is going to be the reason that we're going to spread. It's going to be more than the sand and the stuff all over the place. What was taking them too long? It was taking away too long. Okay, he said I'm getting pregnant. I ain't got pregnant yet. No, I ain't got pregnant yet. Abraham, I ain't pregnant yet. I know, baby, I know. Well, what you gonna do? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Abraham, look. I know God had a plan, and I know he's busy. I know he has a lot of stuff. There's a lot of people asking for a lot of things. Why don't you take Hagar? That's okay. It's okay. I'm giving you permission this time. You take Hagar. Maybe she can help us move this thing along. That wasn't God's plan. That's them moving in their own thought and not in God's thought. So we have to wonder sometimes when we think of this song, who is this king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty? Who is this king of glory, the Lord strong and mighty? Because there are times when we want to be the one who's in control, and we're not. So. Let's look at another story. This is from John 11, verses 1 through 4. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. So Mary and Martha, they sent word to Jesus, look, Lazarus is sick. We know what you are capable of. You can speak a word there. You can come and just... Come on, so we can kind of get this thing on and we can move this, you know, get better. Come on. 
So, you know, they figure, well, you know, if, if, if Jesus comes now, just think we can call our friends together. We can let them know, hey, look, come, come here, come here, come here. Lazarus is sick. Jesus is coming. Let's gather around and we can see how he's going to heal him. And then they're thinking, well, if he heals them, think how many more people will follow Jesus then. So Jesus, come on. But when Jesus hears the message, he's like, okay, well, it's not going to end in death. So he stays two more days where he is. So by the time he gets there, Lazarus is dead. I mean, we're talking dead. We're talking wrapped up dead, perfume starting to smell. We're talking he's dead at this point. So when Jesus says, you know, I think it's time for me to go and check on Lazarus. So he's coming down the street. I can see it and Mary and them looking at him like, oh, now nah, he, he come. <laughs> but, okay. Didn't we tell him three days? So Jesus is coming and she walks up and says, you know if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died, right? You know if you, I told, did you not get my message? Was your reception bad? What's the, upset, mad. And think about it. If you would not have been here, my brother would not have died. And Jesus is saying, exactly. He wouldn't have died. And not only that, but I wouldn't have been able to show you how I can raise him from that. I can heal the sick. But watch when I raise the dead. So he goes to the tomb, and, and, and Lazarus, you know, is it, wrapped up, and he said, Lazarus, come out. And I love this story because some, some pastors say this. The reason he had to call Lazarus, because if he would have just said, come out, dead people would have started coming up from all over the place. <laughs> oh, no, not you, Larry. No, not you, Larry. No, no. Susan, no, no, not you, Susan. Oh, my goodness. Lazarus, just Lazarus, come. You know, he said, you know, Lazarus, come out. So, you know, that's, so, so that's the, the beauty of it. So she sees this as a missed opportunity because she didn't heal. He didn't heal him. But Jesus saw it as an opportunity because he was going to raise him. See, again, we think we know the best thing. And we don't. We don't. We, we don't. It, it's... It's amazing sometimes, you know, we always think we know and we want to play. We're playing checkers. But, but Jesus and God are always playing like three-dimensional chess. That's so far ahead of what we're thinking and what we see that we, can't, we have no idea. We have no idea. It reminds me of the song that says, you know, you have to have this trust and belief in, in, in who he is and what they can do. Who is Jesus and what he can do? You know, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus says the Lord, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him oh and oh. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh for grace 
to trust him that's what he's counting on that he wants us to trust him that way that's how he wants us to trust him so let's look at one more story one more this is from matthew 17 verses 1 through 8 it says, after six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground terrified, but Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said, don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. So Jesus' closest disciples see him being transfigured. And I love this because they said, talking with Moses and Elijah. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw this is an extra thing. I'm just going to throw this in. So when we get to heaven, we, so let's do what we need to do to get there. Okay, when we get to heaven, we're going to recognize people that are there. So just in case you were wondering if you're just going to be floating around, no, you're going to know the people that are there, that, that are there already. So, you know, I always think about I have a, a brother and sister there, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing them. And I know I'm going to recognize them, and I, I hope they recognize me. You know, so they were there. It's Elijah and Moses. So, so Elijah, Moses, and Jesus are having a conversation. So just, just picture this, an important conversation. They're talking about, you know, eternal things. Peter's way over here. Right? Jesus! Excuse me, excuse pardon me, pardon me. Jesus! Excuse me, excuse me. Okay, this, this, <laughs> I'm gonna make you laugh. You're gonna laugh. Watch this. Listen. Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bother you. I just wanted to contact you about your warranty for your car that's been expired. <laughs> Don't you love those? <laughs> yeah, we're calling you about your car warranty. What car warranty? So anyway, so he's over here, and he's, Jesus, Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus, hey, I have an idea. What if we, I can run down to Home Depot, we get some wood, I build some shelters for you, for Moses, and, and for Elijah. What do you think about that? It was as if he's thinking this was the only reason that Jesus was here just to come and have a meeting with Moses and Elijah, and so they're going to build a shelter, and what, they're just going to stay there forever? But see, for Peter, 
this is greatness. Not only do I want to build ship, but I want to stay here with them so we can keep this to ourselves. It's just us and them. It's just me and Jesus and Moses. It's, we just hanging out. We just, we're not going to eat. We're, not gonna, we're just going to stay right here the whole time. It's amazing that he would think that. And, and it's like, you're forgetting, Jesus is like, you're for, are you forgetting my purpose? This is, the people that need to be saved aren't up here on the mountaintop. They're down in the valley. I need to go back down there. That's where we need to make the difference. I mean, you know, Peter's just thinking, I would have bragging rights because, yeah, you know, when I go to Home Depot and pick up stuff, what you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to build some shelters for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. Yeah, we up on the mountain. No, no, you can't come. No, you can't. You, this, is, this is our thing. I, matter of fact, I'll, I'll call you, you know. But he was like, That's, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the purpose. That wasn't the purpose. It's, 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 it's we... And sometimes when we get the things that we feel we, we need to have, then we don't want to share them. We, we, don't, we, we, we want to keep them to ourselves. We don't want anybody else to experience those things because if somebody else experiences them, they'll feel the same way we feel. And I don't know if I want you to feel as good as I feel. Because if you feel as good as I feel, then I, I don't have anything that's special to me. And when it comes to, when it comes to, to, to Christ and, and the love of Jesus and, and shedding, spreading it, it's not something that we should want to just keep to ourselves. It's like we, we want to come into heaven and we're lost and we can't wait to get in, but once we get in, we want to close the door. We don't want nobody else to come in. No, I'm in. I'm good. I'm safe. Oh, we want to come over here and we get here and we, we got everything we need. I got what I need. No, no, we don't need to give anybody else anything. We need to shut it off right there. Cut it off. Nobody else needs anything. It's different when we're on this side than when we're on this side. Because if we're on the side of needing, then we want to be in. But if we're on the side of already having, we, we, we question whether we want anybody else to, 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 to come in. God's arms are always open. Doesn't matter who we are or how far we are from him. And we should see others the same way. Doesn't matter who we are or how close we think we are to him. Because the closer we are to him, the more we represent what he looks like. It's not the closer we are to Jesus, the more we want to kind of, you know, wrangle it in and hold it to ourselves. No, 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 no. The more and the closer we are to him is the more that we want to let people know. The more we want more people to feel like we feel. That's what the, that, that's what the feeling of, and that's what it's about. You know, we, we missed opportunities. I, 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 the missed opportunity that I feel as believers and, and as those that, that represent Christ and that just you know, feel like, oh, man, I, I am all for Jesus. I am all for him. This is my opportunity. The opportunity we had was we, we, we were in a situation in, in this whole world and everywhere. We, we were in a health crisis and the pandemic was going on. I was like, man, this is the time for Christians to show up. 
and we did bad showing up. Terrible. We got in our little pockets of people and our little side corners and we had our own thing and nobody can come over here and you don't believe when I, I ain't talking to you no more. We gonna have church, you can't have church. We can't, don't tell me what I can't wear. I'm a grown man, this is my life. You can't tell me, I don't have to wear this. I'm a Christian, shut up and tell me. You don't know what you, Christians? So we got people that are sitting outside looking at us that don't even believe in Christ. It's like, is that I don't know if I want to be like that. Is, I don't want to be like that. That was our opportunity. But that's okay, because he gives us more. But I hope we learn from it, because that was, the, you know, big C, little C, we were just all over the place. Nobody knew, we were just all over the place. Churches splitting over, church, oh, it was a mess. It was the most disappointing, sad mess I've ever seen before in my whole life. I looked, I was like, Lord have mercy, what are we doing? What are we doing? How are we supposed to cause people that don't know you to want to know you more now? How are we supposed to do that? But it's never too late. We messed up, we all mess up. We messed up, but you know, there's this thing called grace that he keeps pouring on us whether we deserve it or not, and I know I don't. Hi, y'all blew that one. Okay, well, that's okay. Maybe the next time one comes that we'll do a little better. We, 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 we get so... We get so caught up on thinking that we are our own benefit to we. We feel that like we are in control and everything that we have is because we worked, we got it, and we did it, and we. We, we, we think we, I'm not sure, we, we forget. I think, we, I think what happens is you know, we work, we pray, God blesses, we pray, God blesses, and then sometime we stop praying, then we be blessed, and God blesses and blesses, and then we start thinking, he blessed, but I probably would have gotten it anyway. He blessed me with it, but I, at, the way, at the rate I was going, I was probably going to get that anyway. Oh, I'm not even sure if that was a blessing, because I think I would have gotten that anyway. So then it's like, we don't even need him anymore. I don't need that. Because look, look at what I have. We, we, we put our hope in who we are and not who God is. We forget. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of the ground 
his sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand we forget that our trust our hope our faith is only in him And opportunities that we may think we've missed if we are in line with what he has planned for our lives, it's it's never missed. Even if it's missed by something that we had no control over, trust me, he will bring it back around again. And he will bring it back around better than it was the first time. That's who we have to trust and who we have to believe in. So, to, to... to end this song, since I messed up, and I don't have words, we're going to sing the first verse again of Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And we're all going to sing that together. I think the first verse we all may know. And I will, if not, I'll, if I can guess the words, I will tell you what they are, and we will figure this out together. Okay? Now ready? Let's go. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest, just to rest upon his promise, upon his promise, just to know, thus said the Lord Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I prove him o'er and o'er. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together on this beautiful day that wasn't promised to us, that we didn't know we would see, that some didn't have a chance to see. But we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you for everything you do for us. Thank you for the many blessings, the blessings that we receive that we don't even know are coming from you. May we continue to trust, to lean, and to have faith in you. In the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm not sure. Am I supposed to do anything else? I'm supposing. I'm supposing. This is what Sheila's doing, so I'm doing what she's doing. Thank you all. Have a beautiful weekend. Good. Oh, oh, you're welcome, man. Thank you.